Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good afternoon, this is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. Uh, this We are in the last week of March. Well, it depends upon where you're at. If you're in Greenville, Eastern North Carolina, this is March the 29th. March 30th. Whatever. If you're, <laughs> if you're in Raleigh, it's, it's the, April the 2nd. Yeah, right around the 1st. Or of April. April the 3rd. Yeah, depending on uh, when you're listening. What a shame it's not April Fool's Day with us. I mean, I mean, every day was that for us. You know, every every day of April is that for us. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we are kind of continuing what we talked about last week. Last week, we just talked about... Um, what makes us different at the Journeys Group? What sets us apart? Well, there's so many things, but are we going to have a temper tantrum about the NCAA's transgender policies again? We can if you want to. Nah. I, I think we thoroughly covered it. Well, yeah, no, because we need to find something else. If we're going to have a temper oh, tantrum, there'll be something else. <laughs> we got to keep it fresh and new every week. Yeah, yeah there'll um, be something else. No, but we're, we're kind of continuing our discussion from last week. Last week we talked about uh, sort of on a personal level what makes us at the journeys group different from other firms. Um, and again, with us, there's so many things. Um, this week we are kind of continuing that going more into the numbers game. Um, we briefly touched on fees last week, uh, just kind of mentioned it. And, and today we're going to talk about, um, the impact of fees on your returns, uh, why that is probably the single, that, that is the most important thing to look at when you're talking about investments. Um, but before we get into that, uh, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aiden. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five, or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. Uh, it is actually currently in the process of being um, revitalized and revamped. I think we are about uh, three-ish weeks away from the new website being done and launched. So that's that's very exciting. We got a sneak peek of it, and it looks fantastic. Um, but anyway, it has uh, uh, different financial articles that we're rotating depending on the time of year and what's going on. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. Um, it has a place if you have a question or want to schedule an appointment with us, there's a place where you can put your information in and your question and we'll be in touch with you. Um, it has our YouTube and our Facebook page linked up there. Uh, got some, uh, got some new videos coming out in YouTube. Uh, should have, I think we actually had a new one out pretty recently. They, they come out towards the end of the month. Um, the most recent one we did that I would really encourage any of you guys to check out is our state of the markets webinar. Uh, we had that, um, at the beginning of March and that was very, very eye opening. Uh, we, we talked about 2020, 2021 kind of as a package, what happened with the markets and what we expect to happen this year. A lot of really great information. Um, if you're a, a numbers guy or gal, um, that's great for you. Uh, but it, it had some really good information. I encourage you to check that out. Subscribe. Um, it has a place for our upcoming events. Our next event is our Easter event for clients. Um, and so clients, if you're listening, uh, you will be getting an invitation in the mail about this. We are having it behind AquaVenture. Um, and kind of a, a, a family fun day, I guess. Uh, he and I are going to be cooking hamburgers and hot dogs. Um, we will have an axe throwing truck with a couple of different targets. We've debated, we've debated <laughs> putting, putting different targets up there. I won't say who on the, on the radio. Um, because the secret source would get upset with us. Well, I'm thinking more of the FC. Would shut us down, but that too, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, 
And we are also having both a child and adult Easter egg hunt. Uh, the adult Easter egg hunt is going to be uh, a hoot, to say the least. We've got some really great ideas for that. Uh, the adult Easter egg hunt was primarily coming out of my little feverish brain, so that ought to give you an idea of what's going to be going on. <laughs> um, so if you're a client of ours, keep an eye out on that. On that. Um, and we're, we constantly, we're, we're going to be having some pretty regular events, so check back that page. Uh, and last but not least, it has the radio show Taking Care of Business Archive, which we are currently in the process of moving over to a podcast platform. So on the new website, um, instead of it being housed there, it will um, there will be a link that will take you to all different podcast platforms wherever you listen to them. Uh, if you want to hear some past shows or um, anything like that, and I think I have just about rambled long enough for marketing. Um, I think so. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the impact of fees on your returns. Um, in my limited experience, and, and 38 years over here can can correct me, would you say that the fees are probably the single most important thing that differentiates one portfolio from another? Well, not just portfolio. People, um, uh, the, our, our industry does not, in my opinion, doesn't require uh, the transparency enough of fees. Yeah, and so and people tend to get bit by fees, uh, particularly in the annuity arena. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I really all the way around. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about this a little bit because fees can really impact you and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so many times we have heard um, people say, "Well, I'm only being charged one percent," and that's not true. You're only um, being charged one percent that you know about. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about um let's talk about annuities that seems to be a big big deal right now our annuities are are a great tool uh in the right circumstances when they work yeah now they offer guarantees um and they offer some and we use annuities a lot so don't i'm i'm not uh not bashing not negating on annuities yeah negating is that a word it is now um yeah um but here's what you gotta understand is that when you put money into an annuity then the high interest rates that they are typically paying are based on if you're going to draw an income off of it. Mm-hmm. There really is no reason to purchase an annuity, in my opinion, professionally and personally, unless you're looking for an income stream. Now, why is that? Well, um, one, they're illiquid. Uh, they're pretty much illiquid. Now, there are, there are a lot of – there's a beast called a variable annuity that is sold as as an investment. And, and I guess technically, yes, it is an investment. But here's the deal. Uh, variable annuities are enormously loaded with fees. Yeah, and, and I want to put one caveat about, about annuities. 95% of the time, if you're listening to a radio talk show or um, in any program and they're bashing annuities, these are the annuities that they're talking about, these, yeah, that, these variable that, annuities. That, those of you that get the, the mail from Fisher Financial, about mm-hmm. uh, he's talking about a variable annuity. Um the variable annuity has mortality and expense fees built into it. It has trade fees. It has rider fees. Uh, t- it's not surprising to see 25 to 4% a year eat up in fees, mm-hmm. And as long as you understand that. So that means if your return's 10 and your fee's 3, your return is 7. Mm-hmm. The other thing about once you put money into an annuity, you can't touch it really until you're 59 and a half. Because, and that, that's federal tax law. Yeah, yeah, it becomes tax for But annuity is designed to kick out an income stream. It's not designed to be an investment. And we hear a lot uh, on the radio, and this drives me insane, particularly up in the Raleigh area. We hear about guaranteed lifetime income that you can't outlive. And that is an absolutely true statement. What they don't tell you is uh, typically if you turn a guaranteed lifetime income on at 
62 or 63, it's about 4% of the contract value. So if you've got um, a half a million dollar annuity, it's only going to kick out $20,000 a year. And you typically are paying 1% a year in fees for that privilege of that 20000 Now, does that mean it's a bad investment? Absolutely not. But it means that it's a bad investment if that's all you have because it is it, – it's too strong to say it's illiquid, but it's not – it ain't liquid either. It's yeah. semi-liquid maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, and if you're getting a guaranteed income and a guaranteed interest rate, then you're paying a fee for that. Again – Nothing wrong with that, but you need to know that. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's the most important thing is just to be aware of these fees. Um, there is no one tool that fits all in, in a portfolio. So to say um, you should only be using annuities is just wrong. And trust me, they don't call them annuities. Guaranteed and lifetime income. Income that you can't out – guaranteed income that you can't outlive. Yeah, and, but, but it's – I mean, it's an annuity, all right. Not, and again, nothing wrong with annuities. But we, yeah, we we love annuities, but, but but let's call a horse a horse here. Yeah, right? let's let, let's call it what it is. So um, the other thing too about annuities is that that you have to understand is that well, let me back up a little. The 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 the, the fees are so um, mysterious, hidden. Yeah. Uh, even with the annuities that we work with, and we've got some good ones, but when we get the annual statement. <laughs> Where they take that one percent fee out for their, you know, whatever fee it is they're charging, it shows on the statement as a withdrawal. It, it really, really freaks people out because people say, well, "I haven't, I haven't taken money out of this yeah, contract." Calls you know? matter and forty snots going, "Hey, this is a, a I, I hadn't taken money out of this." Oh, yeah, and well, no, that's that's, that's the, the fee. fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's that's annuities again. Yeah. Nothing wrong with annuities. We like annuities, but. We've talked about this before. We will probably talk about this a million times till we're blue in the face. Annuities are a great product when they work. Um, but again, because you're pay- because you're having these privileges of that lifetime income, these guarantees, there's a fee built into that. Again, nothing wrong with that. You just need to be aware of it. And I think that's really that's the whole point of today's show is there's nothing wrong with fees because. I mean, that's how we get paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that, that's how that's how Wall Street makes money. That's how we get paid. So there's nothing wrong with fees. It's just understanding the impact of the fees and understanding what you're paying. Um, All right, let's talk about mutual funds. That's probably <laughs> the vast majority of you. There are two different classes of mutual funds. There is a retail class, and there is an institutional class. Now, 99.9% of you that are listening to this show, all two of you, are in probably in retail class uh, 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 mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be like Fidelity. That would be American funds. That would be uh, Vanguard. If, if, if you've got a 401k at work, yeah. you're in mutual funds. Um, or you're, you're in retail funds. Yeah. Now, here's me. what I want you to understand. Um, a retail fund typically has an expense factor of one and anywhere from one and a half two percent to four and a half percent and every single one is like that and when your financial person says no i'm only charging you one percent he or she is not talking about the fees that the mutual fund charge or the mutual fund pays a commission it has administrative fees built into it and then it has this booger called the bid ask spread i enunciate that very clearly because of the possibility of you misheard me so it's bid b-i-d ask a-s-k spread now here's how this bad boy works 
And what I'm fixing to describe to you is true of every trade in the world. Yeah, this is not just Wall Street. This is the no. Japan, the Japanese market, the UK market, no. anywhere. So let's say you call our offices today and you go, hey, Tommy, George, John Doe here. I've got 100 shares of IBM stock I would like to sell. What can I get for that? We hop on the computer and talk to our, our what we call our market maker at Wall Street. Say, hey, uh, Josh, we got 100 shares of IBM stock. What's it going? Well, Josh communicates with the IBM desk. And at the IBM desk, there's literally an auction going on. I mean, because the stock market is one big auction. Yeah. And that this is this is how it works. So let's say the guy at the IBM desk says, hey, we'll give him $45 a share for that stock. So Josh gets back and says, $45 a share. So I tell the client, $45 a share. And the client said, oh, I, I didn't know it was down that much. I would rather buy 100 shares. Josh, he wants to buy 100 shares. Josh says, $48 a share to buy it. The difference between that 45 if you sell it and that 48 if you buy it is the bid-ask spread. That is how money is made on Wall Street. They don't care about commissions. They don't care. That's That spread is how they make it because literally what will happen is – Josh's company will buy IBM for 45 sell it to you for 48 And pocket the $3. Make it $3. Now, it doesn't sound like much when you think about millions of trades every day. So how does that affect you? I'm in mutual funds. I don't do a lot of trading. Mutual funds, a retail mutual fund has an individual in charge of it called a fund manager whose total job is buying and selling the stocks within a mutual fund in effort to facilitate the best return. All right, sounds logical. But every time he or she buys or sells stocks, that bid-ask spread is there, and you're paying for that. They're not paying it. You are. So when you look at some retail mutual funds and you go onto the – you dig into their websites, you'll find out their turnover ratio, 75%, 100%, 150%. So in one year, if there's 100% turnover, they bought and sold everything in that fund. To buy buy and sell something different. Right. And every time they buy or sell, that spread, that fee, that bid-ask fee, you're paying for it. Um, It's not something they divulge, not something they have to divulge. And and don't get me wrong, everybody does it. That's the way money's made on Wall Street. That's why they don't care about – you'll hear them say, we'll charge you $6 for the trade. They don't care about that. They're making money money on on the spread, yeah. So so for those of you that are in retail funds – your retail fund is a uh, is a mutual fund that typically has about 150 to 180 different positions, different stocks, um, and it has that bid-ask spread built into it. And that bid-ask spread is anywhere from – I mean, there are some low ones, but by and large, 75 to 150% a year. So you're paying 1% fee to a fund manager. You're paying, let's say, 1% because of the spread – you may be paying a 2% commission, or let's say you're not. Let's say you're paying 1% to your your, your, your person. person. Yeah, so that's 3% in fees we just reeled off to you right there. Um, anybody tells you it's not so, it ain't true. Yeah. I can We can show you on a computer, no problem at all. Yeah, let's let's contrast that with um, the institutional it, funds. The institutional funds, which are which are what we deal with at the Journeys Group, exclusively, um, exclusively what we deal with at the Journeys Group. Institutional funds came out, uh, what, probably 20, 30 years ago, um, when the big corporations or the, the big entities um, looked around one day and said, we are not paying 25 3% a, on 
Um, we're not going to pay that spread on hundreds of millions of dollars of trades because they, these big corporations are buying again hundreds of millions of dollars at one time. You know, so two percent may not sound like a whole lot to you and me. You know, if I'm putting a hundred dollars in, two percent of a hundred dollars is two dollars. Eh, okay, not that big of a deal. Now let's take two percent of a hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. And so the companies came out and said, we're not paying that. You've got to come up with something new. And so uh, tw- about 20, 30 years ago, these institutional index funds were born um, for the big institutions. When the state of North Carolina buys a, fo- buys a fund for the state of North Carolina, these are the type of funds they're buying. Now, um, if, now- if Bank of America, if Truist, if Centur buys an investment for Centur, for Bank of America, for Truist, they're buying institutional funds. They're not buying retail funds. Yep. And so what what, what makes these different? Two, two major things, I guess three. Number one, the size of the funds. You know, whereas a retail mutual fund that you're in when your 401k has between 150, 180, 200 different stocks or different positions, an institutional index fund will have between nine and 12,000. They are gigantic. You're essentially buying up the entire market. Um the second thing that makes that makes the difference are the fees. The most expensive institutional index fund out there, known to known to mankind anywhere in the world, is one point one five percent. That's our fee. Too. Or I'm I'm sorry. Um, point one. Point. I'm sorry. Point one five percent. Sorry. The fund itself charges point one five. Um, the way that we do it is our our total fee for everything is one point one five percent. And so the most expensive fee that we have is that one point one five percent. Um, sorry, that was that was including sorry, our yeah. fee. So if you take an investment with us and you're paying 1.15% or you take an investment with another entity that's charging you 25 or 3%, then you've got to do substantially better with them to do as well as you do with us. Here's a little secret, folks. There ain't no such thing as a good stock picker. That base doesn't exist. Yeah. If you were to take the top 50 mutual funds and strip them completely of their fees, no fees at all, just straight mutual funds, in a 10-year run, they'd be within a half percent of each other. There just isn't that much difference. The difference is in the fees. Now, if those of you are disturbed enough about this and you call your person on Monday or tonight or tomorrow, whatever, he or she's going to say, oh, we just charge 1%. That's not true. If you're dealing with a firm that has a broker-dealer involved, if your person is a registered rep, then he or she has to get paid, his or her boss has to get paid, the company has to get paid, and Wall Street has to get paid. Uh, that's just reality of the situation. So if you're working with an Edward Jones or a Merrill Lynch or a, 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 any of the broker-dealers, mm-hmm. then you're paying multiple levels of fees. Uh, and one percent is not is not it. That's not it. That's that that may iceberg. be that may be your person's fee, but that's not all you're paying. If you're dealing with a registered investment advisory firm like we are, then there's only two entities that have to get paid: us and Wall Street. Our fee is approximately one percent. Wall Street is point one five percent. So you know, ask yourself this: um, Are you getting? Is the advice you're getting sound enough to warrant? A fee that's two or three times what it has to be. What well, one of the really ironic things is, like we said earlier, one of the fees that you pay in a retail fund is typically one percent to a fund manager. And again, he or she's entire job is to buy and sell to chase the best return. Again, sounds pretty logical. But 
you're paying somebody 1% to do a job that they can't consistently do because that that ability does not exist in the world. The stock market is a random, living, breathing beast, and there is nobody out there that knows what it's going to do. There, there have been three people since the dawn of the stock market that consistently beat the market year after year. Uh, one's dead, so you can't ask him. One is Peter Lynch, who started Fidelity Magellan Funds, and he retired at 42, so he's out of the game. And the last one is Warren Buffett. Um, and again, he ain't talking. So one of the fees that you're paying is to somebody to do a job that they can't possibly do because nobody can do it. Um, so I hope, I hope this is helping you to understand that, um, one of the most common comments we get with our, with our clients is, wow, your, your returns are so much better than, um, uh, my 401k or, or or with who I was with before. And we say, no, it's not the return. It's just that the fees are lower. Um, to, there are two, there, there's two things, the fees and the turnover is so much less that with an institutional fund, um, like we're talking about, which is what we deal with, uh, the turnover ratio is about 25% a year. And that 25% is just a rebalancing. That is not, we're not chasing a return. The, the way that these funds work, um, we have a set mixture that we're working with. You know, you, you'll hear us say a 50, 50, 60, 40. Um, and that's a set mixture, a set portfolio that we're trying to stay within. Um, and what makes this, where do we get these recipes from? Um, Nobel prize winning, uh, professors of economics. There was a study done, uh, in the University of Chicago back in the, was it the 50s? Back in the 50s, where they, they looked around one day and they said, uh, okay, we want, we're going to run an experiment to see, and, th- and this was pure research, just an experiment to see, we're going to run a, a hypothetical fund here based purely on the numbers, on the research. No, we're not going to advertise. We're not going to do any of this. And we're going to see what happens. And after a few years, uh, it did so much better than anything out there that they took it public. I mean, they, they said, we can make money off of this. So these type of funds that we're, that we're talking about here are run strictly off data. Um, there, I mean, there's a bunch of eggheads sitting in a room somewhere that um, are compiling this data. And what when we talk about 50-50, 60-40, what they're doing is they have figured up what is the best risk factor compared to the return. Um, and, and, and again, it won the Nobel Prize twice. twice. Yeah. And the people have been trying to disprove this for uh, almost 70, 70 years. years. Yeah, I, I would actually encourage you if, if you're the researching type to to go home and Google active versus passive investing. Uh, here at the Journeys Group, we practice nothing but passive investing. Um, now, what does that mean? Um, that means you put you put the money in a portfolio in a mixture and you don't touch it. Um, because again, like we've said, every time you touch that money, every time you buy or sell to chase that return, there's a fee involved. And so you're eating into your returns to chase the best return. Um Whereas with an institute, whereas with passive investing, you park the money, you let it sit and you try not to touch it. The only time that, um, my, my personal portfolio, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in these funds. I'm in what's called a 70, 30 fund. Um, and, and so the only time that that money gets moved around is every six months, there's a rebalancing where, um, we we're, we're getting back in line with that 70, 30 mixture. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's run purely off of data. It's very, if you've ever sat and listened to somebody talk about it, it's incredibly boring. I mean, it is so far over my head, it's not even funny. Um, and, and this is what I do for a living. Um, but again, the, the, the reason that these, these type of funds do so much better is not because we're better stock pickers, not because we're smarter. We're just cheaper. Again, you park the money, 
you don't move it. The more you move money, the more you're buying and selling every single time there is a fee and the company's not paying that fee. You are. Um, so take your money, park it and don't touch it. That's I, I that's I, that's the whole if I can summarize the show in one one phrase, that's it. Yeah, it's funny. We we uh, we've said before, we actually said last week, if you work with the journeys group or you're working with financial planners, not advisors, not stock pickers, financial planners, you're getting a financial plan drawn up. Um, you are getting a uh, the most inexpensive way to invest money possibly that, that it could be. Um, so I don't sometimes I'm amazed at some of the fees that people pay and they don't understand that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So kind of educate yourself. Speaking of journeys group. How to get up with us. Yeah, if you've got questions about this, uh, if you want more information, if you want to challenge what we've said today, um, give us a call, 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, if you just you know you have a question you want to shoot over to us, um, that's the place to do that. If you want to set up an appointment, there's a, a place to request that there. Um, love to sit down and chat with you, answer any questions you may have, or or any challenges. Um, you know, we, we certainly welcome the challenge not to be uh, cocky or snarky, but just to try and educate you. Um, we, we've, we've, we have done that before. We've had people come in that didn't believe us and we sat down and proved it to them. And, um, it's pretty eye opening when, when you can see it for yourself. So again, if you got questions, give us a call 252. 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. Folks, uh, educate yourself on this. Be aware of the fees that you're paying um, and how it affects your returns. I hear the music in my ears, so I guess we better head out. I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate, and this is Tommy Pate. Taking, Taking care, care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.